we're going to have a chat now with Andrew Thomas up in the Hunter. Um, good morning to you, Andrew. Morning, Simon. How are you doing? Going well, mate. And uh, happy Father's Day to you and all of that sort of thing. Um, Thank you. You're able to uh, get out and about, you lucky thing, up there in <laughs> in the Hunter yeah. and, and in New South Wales. Um, now, um, one of the things we want, I wanted to have a chat about today is uh, is your your famous um, Braymore Vineyard, which uh, is is 50 years old or so, and um, and the project that you did um, involving Joe Holliman from Stony Rise down in Tassie. Um, so, give us a, a little bit of insight into um, into what your thought was behind it and 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 what the result was, um, where you've you've essentially got. Uh, the same fruit made by two different winemakers. Yeah, so, um, look, it's an idea that's been sort of uh, floating around my head for a few years now, and uh, it's finally come off the ground uh, for the 2019 vintage. Um, basically, I guess the backstory is, you know, you, you know there's uh, there's certainly been a groundswell and interest in, um, in you know, the last particularly five or ten years in what's sort of loosely described as natural wines. Um, so, you know, sort of no sulphur, skin contact, orange wines, you know, sort of textural, sort of min- minimal sort of handling sort of things. And, um, uh, you know, and in the very best cases, those wines are, can be awesome, um, but also there's a lot of rubbish out there as well. Um, so, you know, I, I prefer not to call them natural wines. I, I, I refer to them more as wacky wines. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, look, it, it's a it's a it's a part of the market that um, is interesting, but it's not something that I've been particularly interested in exploring um, myself. But you know, I've got uh, I just had this idea. I've got this uh, you know iconic vineyard in the Hunter Valley, the, the Braymore Semillon Vineyard, um, which sits along adjacent to Hermitage Road. For those of your listeners that know the Hunter, on a pretty awesome strip of deep sandy loam alluvial soil. And, you know, I've been making wine from that block now for, in fact, the 20, this 2020 vintage we've just released is our, um, is my 21st vintage of that vineyard on my label. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've been making, uh, I, I guess what you described as a more sort of classically styled um, Hunter Semillon. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great example, modern benchmark for, uh, for what makes Hunter Valley Semillon great. The Lincoln project was a way of dipping my toe in the water without getting wet. Um, so, uh, I, uh, Joe's been up, he's, you know, Joe Holliman from the Tamar in uh, northern Tasmania. He makes some awesome wines, Stony Rice and Holliman are his main labels, but he likes to delve in the, the wacky side of wine. He, he does uh, that Brian wine with, with Mike Benny and, and Dredgy and those guys. Um, so, I invited Joe up, and uh, the brief was basically, I'm going to give you a ton and a half of my game or sin, and you go and do whatever you like with it. And I guess the result I was looking for is for him to produce his style that was completely different, opposite, whatever, to what I do in that sort of more classic style, Hunter Sen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly what he did. So um, the, the wine uh, was, was, um, was named and labelled... Uh, like a version, Braymore Simeon. So I've kind of uh, borrowed that concept from uh, one of your competitive uh, competitor radio stations, Triple J, who had a on Friday morning, yeah. um, where they have an artist come in and they perform a, a live um, 
uh, 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 original song that, that, that's theirs, and then um, ten minutes later or so they come back and they do a, a cover version of someone else's song, but with you know putting their own spin on it. And I kind of like that concept, and that's yeah. uh, that's where the like a version Raymore Simone came from. And um, well, I know you've tasted the wine, and uh, it certainly is very different to my classic style Hunter Sim. And um, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's uh, it's uh, basically what Joe did was was virtually nothing. Do you want me to give you a quick rundown? Of yeah, well, I think let, let's just um, before you do that, I, I just want to um, just kind of reiterate to everyone: this is it, this is like um, Joe's being given just complete free reign in a in a situation that normally you can't do as a winemaker because it's just not commercially viable to to take risks and push things and pretty much put every party trick that a winemaker can pull out into a project and um and with a resulting wine so um but yeah when i did taste it i sent um tomo a text and said yeah the the nose certainly at the, fr- the front end is uh, is quite confronting, and there's a bit to deal with. But that's what's so fun about this. And and Andrew's selling it on his website, so Thomas Wines. Um, just for the sheer comparison of it, um, you've got to get a bottle and have a look at it. So yeah, tell us tell us what went into it. Well, I guess the uh, the sum total of what went into it is not much at all. <laughs> um, so just just quickly going through the process, um, Joe basically just came up for sort of a two or three days, two or three days at the start of the whole process, and uh, and then wrote a sort of handwritten, uh, probably five dot point um, sheet on uh, how to take it from after he went back. But um, so basically, I had um, yeah, a ton and a half of you know, so the equivalent of let's say about um, hundred cases, mm-hmm. uh, which is what we ended up bottling of uh, Braemore Sam. He jumped in the bins and uh, foot stomped uh, all the fruits and you know, ended up with this sort of pea soup um, that he left um, stewing overnight. And then the next morning we uh, we pressed it off uh, and it went to tank. Um, no sulphur, no finings, no no enzymes, no settling. At this stage, for my more classic starter, I'll, uh, I'll settle the juice and then decant off the, the clear juice and, and commence that with a like a pure um, cultured yeast drain. Um, but Joe just wanted to let it go. Um, so we just let it sit there, and it took oh, two two or three days, I guess, before the indigenous yeast started to tick. Uh, and once it got going, um, no temperature control, didn't want to sort of chill it, just wanted to let it go. Once it got going, it foamed like a bastard, and it just <laughs> it went nuts. Um, stunk the whole winery out, um, and the fermentation was pretty much fully complete within two or three days um, and then basically the wine just um, sat there over the next few months we, we racked it a couple of times, rack and return um, and we we hand bottled the wine no findings, no filtration uh, just got a tiny squirt of sulphur um, just prior to bottling, that was the first time we got any sulphur um, and that was bottled in December last year um, and uh, we just, uh, I, I just held on to it for a few months. I had to get uh, the label organised because obviously being a completely different wine, uh, I was after a completely different label. Um, and I commissioned an awesome artist uh, in uh, Sydney called Cindy, his name is Cindy Sin, uh, Cindy with an S, S-I-N-D-Y, S-I-N-N, Cindy Sin. Google him, he's awesome, he does a lot of work for uh, 
young Henrys and all the sort of hipster brands and sort of, yeah. uh, you know, the, the sort of inner south of Sydney. And uh, when you've seen it, it's it's, uh, it's kind of out there. Yeah, it's it cool. Sort of suits the wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we released the wine, um, well, two months ago. And um, you know, it's as far as the wine goes. Um, I, I kind of, you know, like you, I personally find the uh, the wine a little confronting because it does have a really pungent, uh, solid, you know, fermenting on full solids. Uh, sulfide-induced funkiness and complexity, which is really, I guess, the main feature of the wine at this stage. Uh, but, you know, underneath that, there's all sorts of weird, wonderful characters. It's mm. certainly the genre in the acid department. It's, uh, it's, it's quite textural. Um, it's, it's quite deep in colour. It's, it's cloudy, of course. Yeah, well, that, that's the first thing you notice. Even in the bottle, looking through the bottle, you can see that it hasn't been fined. It hasn't been... You know, it hasn't got that crystal clear uh, look that your your um, your semi on your version of it would be. Um, That's right. Yeah, and um, and I think it changes uh, with as it warms up. So I probably I had it straight out of the fridge initially, and and it probably it, it, as you said, look, let it warm up and also have something to eat with it, and and both of those things changed it, and then also kept um, half of it for the next day, and again. That had changed, and that that really, um, yeah, it, 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 there was a creaminess about it. It was beautiful. Yeah, look, I think sometimes when people say, "Oh, it's a food one," it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a cop out. But that wine, you know, it just because it has that that sort of textural umami element to it, it it um, uh, it, 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 it your um, perception of what's going on in the wine does change a little bit if you've got some 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 food going with it. Mm. Uh, also, uh, you know, you mentioned. Um, that that sulphide complexity was a bit diminished the next day, and um, that's basically just through a bit of um, you know, oxidation of that reduction. So, um, you know, there's a few ways you can do it. If you want the full blown experience, um, roll the bottle before you open it, like you would a Cooper's W of Cooper's, yeah. and resuspend everything in there. Um, if you prefer it um, to be not quite as um, full on, then um, let it you know, stand it in the fridge um, for you know, a day or so, and then um, um, to can it off into a into a you know, jug or a decanter, or whatever, and just even that sort of splashing into the decanter um, to help to sort of diminish that sulfide character a little bit. But um, look, at the end of the day, what, what I think of the wine is beside the point. You know, there's plenty of cool kids out there that really dig the you know really dig the wine, and and more to the point, um, you know, love the concept, and that's what I'm all about. It's yeah. the fact that we've got uh, you know fruit from arguably one of the hunter's most iconic semi-on vineyards. With two you know, clearly um, poles, polar opposite uh, winemaking approaches, and uh, it just shows, uh, you know, goes to show that um, you know you, you have you, you have your, your your base, which is the the fruit, uh, and um, the the winemaking approach you take with that fruit um, really massively determines the uh, the outcome mm. and the, of the finished wine. So you know. I guess in a nutshell, my classic style is all about purity and precision. Um, and Joe's is kind of the exact opposite of that, I guess. <laughs> and that's what's fun, you know. We, yeah. we've, oh, we actually, um, just to make it easy, we've got a website and go to the seminar section. We've just got a Leica version twin pack there. and It's 70 bucks um, plus a bit of delivery. 
uh, and you get a dollar of each and you get to uh, stick a pop in the fridge home at night and do a little compare and contrast in your own, uh, you know, in the privacy of your own home and um, it's a bit of fun. Yeah, I, I think that that's it. it. It's the fun, um, just the comparison and, and yeah, and just, yeah, um, looking at the outcome of, of what's a really fun project and uh, is it something that you, you might look to do, not, not this one exactly, but other collaborations? Um, do, you, do you like that sort of concept um, even with Shiraz or, you know, with, with other varieties? Um, look, I'm, I'm always open to collaborations. This Like a Version project um, will be an ongoing uh, project. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the plan was always to, to invite a, a new guest winemaker um, each vintage and just you know, um, give them free reign uh, to do whatever they like according to you know, uh, what they do. And, and, and normally I would get um, someone like Jay who's into that sort of the, the wacky world of wine. And, uh, you know, there's so many different uh, examples of, of those sort of styles out there. It's, um, uh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an ongoing thing. I've got, some, uh, I've got a bit of... Um, 2020 like a version which is um, yet to be bottled I, I got a bit distracted out the fires and the whole thing so it was a bit of a last minute decision but um, I had a good old um, come in to help me with vintage this year Georgie, Georgie Jacobs is the name and um, uh, you know, she's a young up and coming winemaker not many people have heard of it as yet but, um, uh, but you know towards the end of it just like oh we probably should have something about like a version I'll put that to, to Georgie and um uh, she was uh, very excited about taking it on. So, uh, well, she's taken a similar approach to Joe in terms of no sulphur and um, uh, no finings. Um, I guess the difference is uh, um, we she um, she settled the juice with, without enzymes, but just let it settle overnight. So uh, then the wine was racked off, and you know, it, it was there, there was some solids involved there, but not full solids like Joe's. So um, that wine is actually just. Uh, at the moment sitting and it was cemented and it's still in uh, a couple of um, older French oak hogsheads mm-hmm. um, and so it's got a touch of that sort of funky you know, gun smoke character to it but it's more like you'd see in sort of you know top end Chardonnay I guess it's not quite as pungent confronting as the, uh, the one that Joe made um, in 2019 um, so yeah we'll bottle that at the end of the year and look as long as people keep you know continue to in, enjoy the concept and um, buying the wine, then I'll keep doing it. It's, it's, mm. you know, I, I find it uh, um, it's a fair bit of fun from, from my point of view and um, if uh, you know the people out there are enjoying the concept as well, then we'll just keep doing it. Sounds, sounds great. And uh, obviously, as you know, if we look five years down the track, you, you'll have a lineup of some really interesting wines, won't you, to, to sort of keep track of as you, um, as you go through. Um, now, um, just... We uh, just we've got a little bit of time just to touch um, on 2020 and um, and you fared okay. You obviously it was a you know you've, you've sort of had years of drought and then then there was bushfires loaded on top of that. But um, yeah, but thankfully you were not not affected by smoke taint. Um, well, yes and no. Um, 2020 was we were going into our fourth year of drought, so um, you know yields were always going to be down. Um, regardless, but then on top of that, column B came through and uh, we had all those uh, unprecedented, uh, unprecedented massive bushfires uh, in New South Wales, as you did in Victoria as well. Mm. Um, fortunately, uh, there weren't any vineyards in the Hunter that were directly impacted by fire, 
Um, but and, and most of the fires were quite well to the west of us. But uh, when the when the wind blew in our direction, um, we we did have like a quite a long period of, of uh, smoke just hanging around the region. And um, so you know there was most of the winemakers around the Hunter uh, uh, did a lot of work actually, um, and not just the Hunter, like a lot of New South Wales was affected by smoke and uh, you know winemakers basically did a lot of due diligence I guess with you know pre-harvest micro fermentations and, and sending grape samples down to the wine research institute in, in Adelaide and, and, and getting um, you know the smoke um, tank panel analysis done um, so that we could basically form um, educated make you know, educated decisions on uh, whether certain blocks were sowing good money after bad, yeah. half of them. Yep. So, you know, a bit of column A drought, column B smoke, uh, we had to walk away from a few blocks. Um, as a result, my production this year is down about 60% on what we would have taken in in a normal year. Mm, wow. Um, but what we do have in uh, in the water looks, looks really good. Um, what we did find, those of you who know, who know the Hunter, um, the, um, obviously had it broke. 20 minutes sort of the sub-region broke about 20 minutes west of, of uh, central to Colburn. Um, they had a lot of fires all around them, so issues with smoke out there, that's for sure, and there wasn't a lot of fruit picked out um, out of broke. Um, but here in Colburn, that sort of defining feature of the lower hunt of the Broken Bat Range, mm-hmm. when the wind blew in, it, the, the, the smoke sort of um, hugged the range in its thickest, um, like really tucking close to the, the range, so um, those that had vineyards close to the range were most more sort of highly impacted by smoke. But the further you moved away um, from the range, uh, the less impact it had to the point where um, you know, there's vineyards far enough away that you couldn't really, you know, even with analysis, you couldn't really say that they've been impacted by smoke or not. So it was really comes down to the proximity of vineyard. Mm. Um, so as a result, it wasn't a complete ride in the Hunter Valley, but... Um, I'm going to take a guess here. Maybe, as a region, we'd be down about 50%. Yeah, maybe right. more. So, yeah, not ideal. Um, then, of course, you know, then the C word hit and uh, we were shut down for another 10 weeks, um, as were all the restaurants we supply. So, mm-hmm. uh, if ever we're going to have a year with slightly lower production, it's probably not a bad one to do because, obviously, we, our, um, our sales were were pretty poor over that period, but um, anyway, onwards and upwards. Oh, yep. and, um, it's uh, we uh, say it often, but it, it's farming really. That's that's you know, it is. You got to deal right with agriculture. Yep. Um, so um, anyway, we're looking forward. Uh, obviously, we're, we're into spring now, and um, um, in the Hunter, we we have uh, bud burst in um, certainly the early varieties like Chardonnay, um, even some of the other varieties on the darker soils. Um, that and uh, fingers crossed you get some more rain and uh, and and it's a really a really good vintage um, Andrew thank you uh, great to chat mate and um, and so if if people want to get that twin pack which I really do encourage you it's fun really fun um, uh, just give us the website again. Uh, well, it's just uh, thomaswines.com.au. Excellent. And uh, I noticed on there you've got some, uh, you, each year you bottle some 
um, large format bottles, so um, like Magnums and and even Jeroboam's, which are essentially four bottles worth. Um, yes. That's that's pretty cool for uh, you know a big lunch or something. So um, we do we do exactly one hundred individually numbered Magnums each year of Braemore and Braemore Cemeteries, and and exactly um, twelve. Um, Individually numbered double magnums, Jeroboam's of Braemore and Kiss as well. So that yeah, that's kind of a limited edition and mm. um, yeah, special occasion sort of thing. Definitely, yeah, yeah. The, the theatre of those um, will be amazing, um, mate. Good fun. We uh, look look forward to uh, to trying um, Georgie's wine once that comes out as well. But in the meantime, get Joe Holliman's version of uh, well, like a version, and um, and compare the two. Um, Semyon, so mate, good, good chat stuff. and uh, and uh, good luck with uh, with vintage and and all the prep for that. And it is exciting seeing all that new growth coming through. It's um, you know, hopefully uh, in the meantime we get rid of COVID and we can all get back to the hunter and and come and see you. Yeah, mate. Well, thanks for the chat. Um, always good to catch up, and um, we're certainly feeling for all you guys down that uh, down that way. It's gotten bloody tough, but um, you know. Just hold your nerves, they'll be lighter for the time. Yeah. We'll be looking forward to seeing you all with open arms when, uh, when uh, you know, you're able to travel up this way again. Looking yep. forward to it. Perfect. That's good. Righto, Tomo. Thank you, mate. Have fun. Thanks, mate. See Cheers. you. Bye. Bye-bye. So, uh, Andrew Thomas, Thomas Wines. Uh, go and check